We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go. Episode 701 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Thursday, November 16th, 2023, and there is outrage in Harrisonburg, Virginia. We on Wednesday evening found out that the NCAA Division I Board Administration Committee had denied postseason waiver requests for the James Madison, Jacksonville State, and Torleton State football programs. As we have discussed, James Madison, which is having a great season and is number 18 in the latest Associated Press Top 25 poll, is banned from playing in a bowl game due to this being the Duke's second season as an FBS team. JMU was requesting that its transition from the FCS to the FBS be reduced from two years to one. But that request denied, so there likely will be no bowl game for James Madison. Now, I say likely because James Madison and Jacksonville State could still play in bowl games if at the end of the regular season there are not enough 500 teams to fill the 82 spots for 41 bowl games. But James Madison also is not eligible to play in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game, despite being the only team that is still unbeaten in Sunbelt Conference play this season. Uh, Ridiculous. As the great Chuck D said many years ago, we need to fight the power. Fight the power. That's right, Chuck. Thank you. Fight the power. Fight the power. That is the NCAA. Well, ESPN College Game Day uh, will be in Harrisonburg this Saturday as the Dukes are home to Appalachian State Saturday afternoon at 2. Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Coming up on the show, a whole lot on the Commanders with them on Wednesday beginning their practice week for their game against the New York Giants at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 1. Next segment, we will get into an inconvenient and perhaps uncomfortable topic, but a topic on which it is time to speak. The seasons that interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are having. Now, I have talked about this a decent amount on the podcast. Look, John and Deron are popular players, but they're also big money players, and they are not performing up to their money. I have some very telling stats for you, uh, and I'll play for you and react to what head coach Rod Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon had to say about how John and Duran are doing. Uh, then I have an in-depth segment on quarterback Sam Howell and the commander's offense for you. Uh, a lot from Ron on Sam and from Sam on Sam uh, from his pre-practice press conference on Wednesday. You will hear high praise of Sam from Ron. Uh, you will hear Sam talk about assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I will get into the statistical season that Sam is having, as well as the high-level pass-catching production that the commanders are getting from running backs Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. It turns out that Robinson and Gibson have been two of the best pass-catching backs in the NFL 
this season. This is quite the thing that uh, the commanders have going between Sam Howell and Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. Also on the show, I will talk Wizards and college basketball. Uh, Bad Wednesday nights for the Wizards and Georgetown. Uh, The Wizards lost to the Dallas Mavericks 130-117 at Capital One Arena. The Hoyas lost at Rutgers 71-60 in the 2023 Gavit tip-off games, and neither game was uh, even as close as the final score suggested. Uh, Virginia Tech did win a 60-44 win over Campbell at Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Matthias on Wednesday's show, being episode 700 of this podcast, writes Matthias, we, the members of the Galdi 700 Club, <laughs> have spent well over two hours of our lives listening to the intro music. 12 seconds times 700 shows divided by 60 minutes, thought I'd show my work. <laughs> thank you, Al. Keep up the great work. Uh, well, thank you for that, Matthias. Uh, wow, more than two hours just of the intro music <laughs> of this podcast, an intro music that has survived for 701 episodes now. You know, when I started this podcast in February 2021, the intro music was a big topic. I got so much feedback on the intro music. The music is not good. I readily admit that. I picked the music because it was non-copyrighted music that I found on YouTube. And podcasting, you can't just use any song that you want. You can get in a lot of trouble for that. So I found that music, went with it, thinking that I could always change it. And of course I can, but the music has like taken on a life of the music's own. The music is so bad that it's good. And I actually have received feedback clamoring for me not to change the music. So the intro music has stayed. Somehow, some way, the intro music has stayed. Like Cameron Cheeseman as Washington's long snapper. Somehow, some way, the intro music has stayed. The intro music for this podcast is the Cameron Cheeseman of intro music for podcasts. Uh, email from Dave on the current state of offense versus defense in the NFL. Writes Dave, good morning, Al. I've been a fan of yours since your early days at 980. Love what you were doing with the podcast. Well, thank you, Dave. Continues, Dave. There have been a few articles in the media since the start of the NFL season about defenses dominating offenses. If this is true, What would you attribute this to? Defense is finally cracking the code on modern offensive football or just a fluke of the first half of this season and bound to revert to the norm as more games are played. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Uh, Thank you for the email, Dave. Yeah, so offense is down. Uh, If you go by points per team per game, the overall league average for the 2023 regular season is 21.8, lowest since 2017. If you go by yards per play, the overall league average for this regular season is 5.24, lowest since 2007. Uh, A big part of this is explosive plays being down. Defenses are making it a point uh, to prevent explosive plays. Defenses are embracing the uh, bend-but-do-not-break philosophy of making offenses earn yards and points via shorter plays. You know, this is part of why the commanders giving up so many explosive plays this season is maddening. In a season in which explosive plays have been down, the commanders are giving up explosive plays left and right. If you define an explosive pass play as one of at least 20 yards and an explosive run play as one of at least 10 yards, the commanders this regular season have allowed 59 explosive plays, six most in the NFL. Email from Craig in Manassas, Virginia, on some Nationals news that I hit on during Wednesday's show. Uh, The news being various roster moves by the Nats on Tuesday afternoon in order to protect players for the upcoming Rule 5 draft. Among the moves, designating first baseman Dominic Smith for assignment. Writes Craig, when I heard about the Nats DFAing Dominic Smith, I immediately thought of the Strasburg retirement situation. He's holding a spot until some resolution is agreed upon. Had Steven and the team agreed to something, maybe Dominic would still be here. It's just another example of this Strasburg situation turning bad. I know it's a lot of money, and that is the root of the problem. Uh, Thank you for the email, Craig. Uh, You are correct. The money is the root 
of the problem. Yeah, so each Major League Baseball team has what is called a 40-man roster from which the team gets its 26-man active roster. Uh, The 40-man roster includes a combination of players on the 26-man roster, the uh, 7, 10, and 15-day injured list, the bereavement-slash-family medical emergency list, and the paternity leave list, as well as some minor leaguers. Uh, Nat starting pitcher Steven Strasburg, whose playing career clearly is over, remains on the Nats' 40-man roster. The team doesn't want to just DFA Strasburg, because if it did that, it would owe him all of what is left on his contract. And so Strasburg remains on the Nats' 40-man roster until the team uh, and his camp, which includes his agent, the notorious Scott Boris, figures something out with that contract. Now, Dominic Smith did not have a good 2023 season, so he may have been DFA'd anyway. But to Craig's point, Dom was good defensively. Uh, He, for the 2023 regular season, accumulated plus five defensive runs saved at first base. So it's not inconceivable that the Nats did not want to DFA Dom and only DFA Dom because of the Strasburg situation. The Strasburg situation is bad. It, in a lot of ways, has turned ugly. And the Nats need resolution on this uh, because it is not good uh, for anyone. Well, also not good is how onerous and complicated insurance can be. Uh, If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., listen up. Put BMC Insurance to work for you regarding insurance for your employees. BMC Insurance can assist you with designing and implementing group benefit plans for employees. Uh, These plans include group health, dental, vision, life, and disability insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com and you'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a big Commanders fan, a loyal listener of this podcast. Make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance uses cost-effective technology platforms to help employers manage employee onboarding and open enrollment periods. BMC Insurance conducts open enrollment meetings with its clients' employees via Zoom, a pre-recorded webinar, or an in-person meeting. And BMC Insurance is run by people, like Matt Brooks, who develop relationships with the employees of its clients so that the employees go to BMC Insurance with insurance carrier claim or billing issues, not you, the employer. You see... BMC Insurance takes the insurance burden off the employee and off the employer so that the employee and the employer can focus on what they do for a living and not insurance. BMC Insurance advises on strategies regarding implementing new group benefit plans and implementing employer contributions to these group benefit plans. Also, BMC Insurance can assist those who do not get health and dental insurance from their employers in obtaining health and dental insurance from the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link. And BMC Insurance understands how federal tax credits available through the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link work and benefit those who are eligible. The federal open enrollment period for those purchasing health insurance for themselves runs now through January 15th. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., there is a better way to do insurance. Let BMC Insurance take how you do insurance for your employees to an elite level for both them and you. Put BMC Insurance to work for you. Go to insurancebmc.com, talk to Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's insurancebmc.com, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Well, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free, costs you nothing. Uh, If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. Uh, If you look at the lineup of games, if you look at the card uh, for week 11 of this NFL regular season, you see a good number of heavy favorites. Among them is the Commanders. Uh, They are just four and six. They have the fourth worst point differential in the NFC, minus 57. And yet, uh, they, per Crab Sports, as of late Wednesday, were nine and a half point favorites for the game against the New York Giants at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at one. Yes, Commanders minus nine and a half. Uh, The Giants, of course, are really bad. Uh, Two and eight with an NFL worst point differential of minus 148. 
Uh, the commander's injury report for Wednesday listed seven players, uh, three offensive players and four defensive players on offense. Running back Antonio Gibson did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to a toe problem uh, that does bear worth watching. Gibson has a history of toe trouble. Uh, fullback slash tight end Alex Arma did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to a hamstring injury that he suffered in the 29-26 loss at the Seattle Seahawks this past Sunday, and receiver Curtis Samuel was listed as a limited participant in practice on Wednesday afternoon due to his toe issue. Uh, on defense, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen and corner Kendall Fuller, uh, they did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to each getting a veteran rest day, uh, as has become the norm for those guys on Wednesdays this season. Corner Benjamin St. Juice did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to illness, and edge defender James Smith-Williams did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to a hamstring injury that he suffered in the loss at the Seahawks. And then there are the Giants. Uh, I could spend like an hour talking about all of the Giants' injury issues this season. The Giants this season have been wrecked by injury. Just consider quarterback. The Giants' reserve injured list includes a number of key players, including the team's top two quarterbacks, uh, Daniel Jones and the Virginia Tech product, Tyrod Taylor. And so the Giants' starting quarterback now is this guy, Tommy DeVito, undrafted rookie out of Illinois. But take a listen to this. Whereas the Commander's injury report for Wednesday listed seven players, the Giants' injury report for Wednesday listed 15 players. Yes, 15. And among them was DeVito. Uh, He was listed as a limited participant in practice due to a left shoulder injury. Uh, Commander's head coach Ron Rivera did a post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon. This was Ron on the depleted nature of the Giants. Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, they're all professionals. They're going to come out and they're going to play as hard as they can and do everything they can to win. And we're uh, we're going to try and counter all that by coming out and playing the best we can and try to win. I mean, to sit here and, and draw anything other than that, I think, is unfair to 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 the professional athletes. So the commanders this season have suffered some embarrassing losses, as you may know. Uh, The 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5, embarrassing. Uh, The 14-7 loss at the Giants in Week 7, embarrassing. But would losing to this injury-ravaged and reeling Giants team at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon not be the new number one in terms of embarrassing commanders' losses this season? It is a crowded field, okay? It is a competitive race, I'll grant you that. But geez, the commanders losing this Sunday afternoon would really be humiliating. Uh, So the Commanders, of course, still have not had their bye this season. They have a week 14 bye. That is the latest possible bye that an NFL team can have. And so they have been going since training camp, which started in late July. Uh, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on trying to avoid monotony while in the midst of uh, this three and a half month run that the Commanders are on. No, it does, but you know, you try to mix it up. You try to do some things differently. You know, one of the things that we did this year that's differently is once we got to the midpoint season this year, our our Wednesdays we 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 do a we do a modified um, um I don't want to call it a walkthrough because it's we're still at a good pace, but we're not doing it with pads on. Um, we've gone to we've really just gone to uh, an up tempo um, installation period is what we've done. On, uh, on Wednesdays, and it's more about the, getting the mental aspects of the game down. It's more about seeing you know, what looks we're going to get from the defense and then trying to marry it to what we want to do in terms of attacking them. Um, that's the best way to put it, I guess. All right. Uh, something else that Ron Rivera did address on Wednesday afternoon was the seasons that interior defensive linemen Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are having. Uh, You know, finally, we are starting to see some appropriate scrutiny of John and Duran. I've been talking about what's been going on with those guys. Uh, And as I have said, it's not that they have been terrible this season. It's that neither has been at his best this season. And the numbers are backing that up. If you go by the ESPN pass rush win rate metric, which is based on player tracking data from the NFL's next-gen stats, John's and Duran's pass rushing success has plummeted. Uh, John, for the 2022 regular season, ranked number nine among all qualified defensive tackles in the NFL in pass rush win rate. He, for this regular season, ranks number 26. Duran, for the 2022 regular season, ranked number 12 
among all qualified defensive tackles in the NFL in pass rush win rate. He, for this regular season, ranks number 42. Additionally, John and Duran last regular season combined for 37 quarterback hits. John and Duran this regular season have combined for just 17 quarterback hits. Heck, Duran has not registered a single quarterback hit. Never mind a sack, a quarterback hit in each of the last five games. Zero quarterback hits for Duran Payne over the last five games. That is unacceptable. You know, you can bash defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio all you want, and I am not here to tell you that uh, old JDR has done some bang-up job, okay? He has not. But my goodness, Deron Payne, zero quarterback hits over the last five games. Really? All of the talk about the commanders, the two since-traded edge defenders, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, allowed John Allen and Deron Payne to fly under the radar. Not no more. These are big money players. They need to be providing big production, and they're not. Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the seasons that John Allen and Deron Payne are having. They have been for the most part. They've done the things that you know we've needed them to do up front. They, they've held the line. I mean, we've done a nice job keeping things inside. Um, their interior push has been pretty good, um, and you know they've been they've been fairly consistent. They really have. They have not, uh, certainly not from a pass rushing standpoint. Look, Ron Rivera was not going to publicly knock John Allen and Deron Payne, and Ron probably shouldn't publicly knock John and Deron, but it's time for these guys to be better. If you go by the data on overthecap.com, John and Deron have two of the top 12 contracts for interior defensive linemen in the NFL in terms of fully guaranteed money. Big money should mean big performance, and the commanders are not getting big performance from John Allen and Deron Payne. Well, you will put on a great performance by going with Catering by Uptown. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. Catering by Uptown is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations, and Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly from putting together and executing a menu to picking linens to selecting an excellent florist. Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. Whether you are having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering, or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit cateringbyuptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Also know this, Catering by Uptown has job openings for the event waitstaff. No experience is necessary and you get paid in-house training. Great opportunity if you're looking for work. Visit cateringbyuptown.com That's cateringbyuptown.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. If you go by the DVOA metric, the commanders in this 2023 regular season have faced the easiest schedule of opposing defenses in the NFL. Uh, The trend of the commanders facing bad defenses will continue via this Sunday afternoon's game against the New York Giants at FedEx Field at 1. The Giants are 29th out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per DVOA. Uh, Also, two key Giants defensive players, edge defender Kayvon Thibodeau and corner Adoree Jackson, are in concussion protocol. But of course, (laughs) it was the Giants who held the commanders to their worst offensive game of this season so far. The commanders in their 14-7 loss at the Giants in Week 7 were horrible offensively. The commanders in that game scored just one touchdown, went a woeful 1 of 15 on third downs, went just 1 of 3 in the red zone, and allowed six sacks. Uh, But that was the last bad game for the commanders' offense, which over the last three games has been good. The biggest reason for that, quarterback Sam Howell, who over the last three games has been very good. Uh, Sam, over the last three games, 97 of 141, 
That works out to a completion percentage of 68.79. He, over the 141 pass attempts, has thrown for 1,034 yards. That works out to a yards per pass attempt of 7.33. He, over the last three games, has eight touchdown passes versus just two interceptions. And he, over the last three games, has taken just seven sacks. This off him over the commanders for seven games of this regular season, having taken 40 sacks. Uh, Sam Howell on Wednesday did a pre-practice press conference that started shortly before 12 p.m. We late in the presser had this exchange between Commanders Insider J.P. Finley of NBC4 and Sam. Obviously, the last three weeks offensively have been going very well. Have there been specific things that that you've done better or that have gone the right way that maybe the month prior weren't? Um, it's, it's hard to say. I think every, every game is different. Um, you know, I think we're doing some good things. I think we're still, still leaving a lot of points out there. Um, and you know, I, I don't really try to compare week to week, game to game. It's kind of hard to do that. Every team is different. Every defense is different. Um, you know, we just got to ch- try to take it one week at a time. And, you know, just cause we've played well, we've played, I think we've played all right the past few weeks. Doesn't mean we're going to play all right this week, you know? And so we got to take it one week at a time, one day at a time and make sure we approach it the right way. Um, to give ourselves a chance to try to play well on play well on Sunday and give us a chance to win. Yeah, I like that answer by Sam Howell. The celebrating of the commander's offense for what it has done over the last three games should be more of a fan and media thing, not a player thing. The commander's record over the three games is just one and two. Now, that's not Sam's or the offense's fault, but it's not a good look when a player celebrates something without winning, also being a part of that something. So good answer, Sam Howell. Uh, There is a lot to like with Sam Howell right now. You know, he for this regular season is number one in the NFL in pro football focuses, big time throws with 24. But what I love as much as anything with Sam over the last three games is the lessening of the sacks. It was just a few weeks ago, right? That every week we were talking about Sam getting sacked like crazy. As I said earlier, he, over the last three games, has taken just seven sacks. This off him over the commander's first seven games of this regular season, having taken 40 sacks. Uh, Now, he, at 47 sacks taken, is about to break the franchise record for most sacks taken by a quarterback in a regular season. Uh, That record is 49, uh, shared by two quarterbacks, Norm Sneed in 1961 and Trent Green in 1998. And Sam very possibly is going to break the NFL record for most sacks taken by a quarterback in a regular season. That record is 76 by the Houston Texans, David Carr in 2002. Sam is on pace to take 80 sacks this regular season. But you know, Sam through seven games this regular season was on pace to take 97 sacks. The pace now is slowed to 80. And what is as impressive as anything to me is that all of the sacks that Sam has taken They have not rattled him. They have not affected him to where he's now trigger shy. We are seeing Sam continue to keep his eyes downfield and make plays. Just look at the many impressive off-schedule plays that he made in the 29-26 loss at the Seattle Seahawks this past Sunday. Uh, The fourth offensive snap of the game on a first quarter, second and eight for the Commanders at their 49. Sam, on what ended up being an off-schedule play, took a shotgun snap, looked right, scrambled left, and then with pressure coming, got the ball to running back Brian Robinson Jr. near the left sideline. And of course, he sprinted for 43 yards after the catch for a 51-yard touchdown reception. Uh, We had the other big completion from Sam to Brian. Uh, The commander's first offensive drive of the second half. Uh, This was the drive that resulted in kicker Joey Sly's third quarter 40-70-yard field goal. Second snap of the drive on a second and nine for the commanders at their 31. Sam on what ended up being an off-schedule play, took a shotgun snap, and then in scrambling to his left with pressure coming, got the ball to Brian Robinson near the left sideline, and he sprinted 38 yards after the catch for a 48-yard completion. Sam Howell is showing a maturity as a quarterback that is tremendous. Uh, Sam on Wednesday on getting more comfortable going through his progressions. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I've, I've definitely grown in that area. I think it's something that, 
EB and Tavita have talked about a lot is, you know, just extending plays, keeping my eyes downfield and being able to, you know, sometimes staying in the pocket, getting to the backside, backside of my progression. Or if I do have to get out of the pocket, keep my eyes downfield and try to make a play. Um, and I think, you know, our guys do a really good job and in the scramble drill and those type of, you know, broken down plays. Um, and I think the, the O-line is doing a, a really good job right now as well. It's allowing me to get back to the to the fourth and fifth reads of my progression. Um, so I think I've, I've definitely grown in that area, and it's just something that's worked for us. Um, so we're going to try to keep doing it. I felt all along that if the commanders could just lessen the sack problem, never mind getting it under control, but just lessen the sack problem, the offense would be so much better. Well, the sack problem, due to Sam Howell's growth, due to better play calling, by assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, due to better offensive line work is being lessened and we are seeing the offense be a lot better. Just look at third downs. The commanders over the last three games are a terrific 23 of 44 on third downs. This was head coach Ron Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon on what has stood out with Sam Howell lately in terms of his growth. Well, you know, one of the things you see is his 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 recognition of what's happening. You know, he's he's his his pre-snap read, and then his 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 post-snap read. You know, they're they're one of those things where you get out, you see something, and you can make those adjustments at the line. But when you take the snap and then having to react to what you see, that's been really good. And you see him seeing the pressures better. You see him see the rotation, the coverage is better, in, and which is allows him to, to to go through his progression quicker or get to where he needs to, so he can release the ball on a, in a timely fashion. Um, you see him feel the pressure and 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 drift in the pocket sometimes. Um, you know, there's a couple instances if you go back and look at the um, at the uh, uh, New England game. There was one play in particular where he drifts back just enough to give himself time to throw that one to Jahan. So those are the little detailed things of, of what he has to do that you really see the growth and improvement on. Yeah, man. Sam Howell is rising. He is ascending. Uh, boy, would it be disappointing if the commander's offense this Sunday afternoon was bad against the Giants for a second time in two games this season. The commander's defense, who the heck knows? I mean, you can't trust the commander's defense at all, but the commander's offense, it really should have a good game this Sunday afternoon. Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the commanders in this second game against the Giants this season, hopefully being better at avoiding sacks uh, as compared to how the commanders were in their first game against the Giants this season. Well, I just feel good about you know where we where we've grown to as far as our our offense is concerned. Everything from you know the the the, the play calling because you you see you begin into those rhythms, and and things happen very quickly. And 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 you know he's he's gotten more and more comfortable with the guys on the field than the guys on the field executing. You know I think how stout we are up front is 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 obviously is a little bit different from from earlier in the year. Um, and then, you know, the, the play of, of a lot of the guys. I mean, in fact, EB and I were talking about this during, um, during one of the periods is that the guys are playing faster. They're playing with more confidence. So you see that they do feel good about what we're doing and they have a good grasp of it. All right. This was Sam Howell on Wednesday on looking forward to doing better against the Giants the second time around. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that was a disappointing game for us. We didn't play well offensively, and there's a lot of things we could have done a better job of. Um, but we're excited. We got another opportunity to go against them. They got a good defense, um, and they do a lot of really good stuff on the defensive side of the ball, and they mix up the looks. And um, every single game, they're, they're doing different looks and stuff. So it's it makes it harder to prepare. Um, but all we can do is prepare for everything they put on tape. Um, but we're excited for the challenge, and uh, we, know, we know we let one get away last time for sure. Well, the Commanders game against the Giants this Sunday afternoon marks the second time this season that the Commanders are facing an NFC East team twice in five weeks. Uh, We had the two losses to the Philadelphia Eagles happening over a span of five weeks. Uh, The two losses were in weeks four and eight. Uh, The Commanders' first game against the Giants was in week seven, and this week is week 11. Sam on Wednesday on if he learned anything in facing the Eagles for a second time in five weeks that he can apply to facing the Giants for a second time in five weeks. Yeah, I mean, kind of like I said, you know, when we we played the Eagles a second time, I think every coordinator is different um, and every team kind of takes a different approach as far as if they're going to try to 
play the same defense or if they're going to try to, you know, give, give some different looks. Um, but I think, you know, the Giants played well on defense against us the last time, obviously. So we got to prepare for what, you know, we we didn't do well and what they were doing well against us. Um, but you can kind of get into a guessing game as far as what you think they're going to do differently. But at the end of the day, all you can do is prepare for what they've put on tape so far. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Well, Sam Howell in that cut used the word coordinator, as in the defensive coordinator. Uh, The Giants defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale, uh, he and that commander's loss at the Giants in Week 7 did take Eric Bieniemy to school. Big-time onus on Eric. Big-time onus on EB uh, to be better this Sunday afternoon. I think that he will be. Also, a big problem for the commander's in that loss at the Giants was protection calls. Uh, That problem seems to have been fixed with the benching of center Nick Gates in favor of Tyler Larson. The loss at the Giants was Gates' last game as the commander's starting center. But what about what the commanders have going on with Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy? On last Thursday's show, episode 696, talked about how Eric's pass-heavy approach has expedited the development of Sam. I, on this past Tuesday's show, episode 699, talked about how Eric's pass-heavy approach has led to Washington having its best offense since the 2017 season. Sam Howell, on Wednesday, on Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, he's doing a good job, um, and he cares so much, and I think he's one of those coaches who he puts so much into it, um, and he, he demands a lot from his players, and I think as players, that's what we want from a coach, um, and he, he's put so much into this team, into our offense, and I think a lot a lot of people in this building respect him, um, and he's he's done a great job. Um, he's calling games really well right now. We just got to try to keep this momentum going and keep trying to play better and better um, and keep trying to win football games. And we again hear Sam Howell bring the conversation back to winning. Uh, That's what he, as the QB1 and as a team captain, should do. Here was Sam on Wednesday on if he's at a point at which he can anticipate what Eric Bieniemy is going to call for a given play. Um, Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think, you know, he he definitely, you know, he's... He talks about the game plan a lot with us throughout the week, so we kind of know how he's going to want to call the football game, and we kind of know what calls he likes in certain situations, certain areas. Um, so it, you can kind of have a feel for kind of where he's going and what direction he's going in. And I think he does a really good job in between drives as well, telling you what is pro- what plays are probably going to be coming up the next drive, um, or if he'll tell you, you know, if we get a first down on this drive, you know, the, the next first down we're going to call a shot play or something like that. And he just he's a great communicator. Um, always tries to get everybody on the same page. So I will, to answer your question, I would say yes sometimes. You know, hearing Sam Howell call Eric Bieniemy quote, a great communicator, end quote, reminds me of why Eric is here in the first place, to get a head coaching job. This is a funny arrangement when you think about it. Eric Bieniemy is using the commanders to get an NFL head coaching job, and Ron Rivera is using Eric Bieniemy to keep Ron's job as commander's head coach. Now, Uh, I think that the latter happening, Ron keeping his job as commander's head coach is almost certainly not happening, but the former happening, Eric parlaying his time with the commanders into an NFL head coaching job certainly could happen, uh, maybe as soon as next season, maybe with the commanders, although uh, we are a ways away from that. But Eric doing a very good job of developing Sam Howell and of having Washington have its best offense since 2017. Those are things that present quite well in an interview for an NFL head coaching job. Uh, Sam Howell on Wednesday on the evolution of his relationship with Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's definitely, definitely grown as we've gone through each and every week. And we've obviously learned more about each other as we've gone throughout this journey. Um, and you know, I just think there's nothing like going through games together and getting that experience. Um, so our relationship is definitely closer. I mean, I, I don't think anything's changed as far as what he feels like, if he feels like he can, you know, talk to me a different way than he did when we first met, you know. Um, so it's 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 pretty much stayed the same. Um, but I would just say we've just we've just grown to know each other better. We've grown to get more comfortable with each other. Um, and I would say there is probably more dialogue as far as, you know, what I like, what I don't like. Um, but it, it definitely has grown. All right. Much more on Sam Howell and the commander's offense in moments. But Sam is developing nicely, including as a fantasy play. Uh, Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play 
Fantasy Sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball, daily drafts, and pick 'em. Underdog Fantasy offers season long fantasy with a zero stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption, but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy, will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. So as you are probably aware, uh, Sam Howell for this regular season is number one in the NFL in passing yards, 2,783. That's a nice thing to be able to say, but it is a function in no small part of him throwing a ton of pass attempts. So Sam for this regular season also is number one in the NFL in pass attempts, 397, 47 more pass attempts than the next highest total, which is 350 for Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Rate stats are almost always better than counting stats. If you want to get caught up in passing yards for a quarterback, go by yards per pass attempt. Uh, Sam for this regular season is 20th among all qualified NFL quarterbacks in yards per pass attempt, 7.01. So 20th in yards per pass attempt does tell a bit of a different story than first in passing yards. Uh, Same for this regular season. is just 21st out of 32 qualified NFL quarterbacks in ESPN's total QBR. That's mainly due to the sacks. A big component of QBR is expected points added or EPA. Uh, Sacks wreck a quarterback in terms of EPA, but when you take out the sacks, Sam really comes off well. Sam Howell for this regular season is 11th out of 32 qualified NFL quarterbacks in ESPN's version of total expected points added, total EPA, which does not include sack EPA. Sam is 11th. Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud is 10th. And we all know how good Stroud has been. Stroud 10th, Sam 11th. Let that sink in. And consider this. Sam Howell is the first player in NFL history to over his first 11 career regular season games have at least 2,900 passing yards, have at least 200 rushing yards, and have a completion percentage of at least 65. This was Sam on Wednesday on his impressive statistical profile, at least in some regards. Um, honestly, I don't really look at it a whole lot. It, it doesn't really mean much to me. Um, obviously, you know, I want to go out there every single week and play well and, and give our team a chance to win. Um, and obviously, we haven't won enough games. You know, we haven't won the games that I feel like we should have won this season. Um, so, that, so that's a little bit disappointing, but I, I really don't look too much into what I'm doing on a personal level. I look more into, you know, what we're doing as a team and just how I can improve for this football team and how I can put this football team in better chances to win football games. And once again, good job by Sam Howell bringing the conversation back to winning. Hey, let Football dorks like me bring up EPA, okay? That's not for Sam to do. Uh, By the way, this was Ron Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon on Sam Howell during his pre-practice press conference on Wednesday, continually steering the conversation back to winning. Well, I think when when, when his teammates see that the only thing that's important to him is is winning, I think that really means a lot to them. I think that they're starting to feel him 
um, at his presence, you know, in, in the locker room, on the practice field, in the game field. I think that's big. I really do. And, and it does say a lot about who he is as a young man because, you know, this really, this game is really a team game. And if it's, you know, if you're really truly all about the team, that's, that's the first thing that comes up. You give praise to the other guys first and foremost. Okay, now all of that said, it is okay for a player who is doing well to appreciate that he is doing well. And so we on Wednesday afternoon had this exchange between J.P. Finley and Ron Rivera. Going back to Sam for a second, he didn't want to hear about the stats. Some of the other guys in the locker room didn't want to hear about the stats. Do you ever have to take a second to like let them enjoy a little even despite the losses? You do, because they just, they've earned that. They've earned that recognition. You know, that's one of the things that I think it's, it's really been kind of cool is that, you know, we're talking more about this football team and these players than we are anything else now. And that to me is important because there's a lot of guys in that, in, that, in, in that locker room that deserve recognition. That's what I'm really fired up about. I think that's a cool thing. Um, what it tells you about them is that, you know, if they're not caught up in it, it's because they understand that this is a team game and unless the team's winning – you know, they really don't want to focus on those things. They want to focus on helping us win football games. That's what's important. I think I appreciate that from our guys. Interesting to hear Ron Rivera say, quote, we're talking more about this football team and these players than we, <laughs> than we are anything else now, end quote. An obvious reference to Dan Snyder no longer being the owner of the team. But Stats or not, Sam Howell is garnering attention, not just locally, but nationally. Uh, take, for instance, what NFL insider Albert Breer of the MMQB posted on X this past Sunday evening, quote, Sam Howell can play, end quote. Uh, Sam on Wednesday on if he has noticed the national attention that he's starting to receive. Not really. Um, it really doesn't doesn't change anything for me. Um, I haven't really noticed it, um, if it is out there, but you know, I, I just try to do everything I can to, you know, stay focused on on this team and stay focused on each each and every game that we play, um, and just taking it one day at a time. And and we still have a lot of games left. I think we still have seven games left. That's a, that's a lot of football, um, and a lot can happen in those seven games. And we're going to take it one week at a time. And we we feel good about our chances against every every single one of these teams that we play. Um, so it's just a matter of us doing the the right things throughout the week to give ourselves a chance on Sunday, and then going out there on Sunday and executing. So we we have a lot of football left. Um, so that's what we're focused on. Well, when you look at the seven remaining games for the Commanders this regular season, a good number of them are spotlight games, games that could generate a whole lot more national attention for Sam Howell. I mean, you think about this. Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving afternoon at 4.30. Commanders home to the high-octane offense Miami Dolphins on Sunday afternoon, December 3rd at 1. Commanders at the New York Jets on Christmas Eve afternoon at 1 in a game in which the Jets incredibly could have Aaron Rodgers back as their starting quarterback. Uh, Commanders home to the mighty San Francisco 49ers on New Year's Eve afternoon at 1. Uh, the Niners for this regular season, best point differential in the NFC, plus 109. Commanders home to the Cowboys in Week 18. All of those games in their own ways could be slash will be spotlight games. And if Sam does well in those games, the national attention on him uh, will grow big time, no doubt. Uh, but in the meantime, Sam Howell needs to continue to get better. Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the next step for Sam in his progression. I think just as, as he continues to go through it really is, is, I think, just the continued consistency now. You know, and, and that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, he, he's, he's shown that he can handle, you know, the situations that he's been in. Um, he's learned from, from previous situations. He's learned from his own mistakes. He self-corrects a lot of times. Um, he knows almost instantly the things that he's, he, 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 he missed. Um, you know, there was one play that, you know, he came back to sidelines after, you know, after it and said, you know, I had the other, the other, the other throw denied. Is this what happened? And, and Tavita told him, yep, that's exactly it. And he says, okay. So there, there's that positive growth right there. But I think now it's just a consistent play. Yeah, man. Just keep stacking one good performance on top of another. Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon was asked if he has seen Sam Howell get a coaching point and then immediately apply that point in a game. Here was Ron's answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it goes from everywhere when from, from when you, you know, in practice, I get the great fortune of, of standing behind uh, 
Eric, and uh, you know, he, he, he's, his voice carries very, very distinctly. So when, whenever there's a correction or whenever there's an addition or when, whenever there's a point to be made, he'll give it to him. And then I'll sit back and I'll watch it and I'll see it happen in practice. And then I'll see it on the game. And you'll go, wow. I mean, it's like everything from when he sits and says, hey, on this particular throw, you know, take your eyes over here so you can draw the defender and then come right back to the, to, 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 to the receiver. And then you'll see it. You'll see where his eyes will be over here and then he comes right back down there. And you'll see the defender start to pull, uh, to push, and then he just brings it right back to where it needs to go. I mean, those are little detail things that, that he's been really good with. And, and, and there's been a lot of them because you watch, you know, Eric is constantly coaching. EB does a heck of a job because he's constantly coaching the young man and, and the players out there for, for, the, for the matter. And it's just it's, it's been really cool to watch his growth and, and, and their growth inside the offense. I tell you, there on Wednesday afternoon was a raving, a gushing from Ron Rivera about Sam Howell that was impossible to ignore. But, you know, the praise for Sam is deserved. He's giving Washington its most promising quarterback play since uh, you-know-who was the QB1 from 2015 through 2017. We, as fans of our team, have waited a long time for something like this. So it's okay to enjoy this. Uh, One more topic regarding Sam and the commander's offense. The production from running backs Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. So you look at what they did in the loss at the Seahawks this past Sunday. Robinson, eight carries for 38 yards, six receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown on six targets. He played on 51% of the commander's offensive snaps. He, for the game, was the highest graded qualified commander's player per pro football focus with an overall grade of 84.2. Antonio Gibson, four carries, 13 yards, five receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown on six targets. He played on 48% of the commander's offensive snaps. Gibson, for the game, was the fifth highest graded qualified commander's player per pro football focus overall grade of 67.5. Sam Howell on Wednesday on Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I mean, those guys are, are awesome football players. Um, obviously, they can run the ball at a really high level. Um, but what makes those guys really special is what they can do in the passing game as well. Um, and especially, you know, B-Rob is not a guy who's known for, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, he's a power runner and a guy who runs the ball downhill. But he does a really good job as far as check downs and, you know, scramble drill type stuff. He has a good feel for the game. He's just a smart football player. And he tells me all the time, you know, if something breaks down, come find me. Um, and that just makes me feel feel comfortable as a quarterback knowing that I always have, I always have someone I can dump the ball down to. And then in, in the Seattle game, he, he probably told me five times before the game, um, if, if the play breaks down, come find me. I'm, I'll always be open. Um, and, and, and it just so happened that it worked out that way. But, you know, those guys were awesome. AG came in there in the fourth quarter, ran an awesome route. Um, you know, on a play, we tried to get schemed up for, for him to have a favorable matchup, and we got it, and he and he did and he did a good job. Um, so everyone's just kind of doing their part. We just got to try to continue to get better each and every week. You know, the leap that we are seeing from Brian Robinson in terms of pass catching production really is something. So first of all, believe it or not, Brian Robinson for this regular season is tied for third in the NFL in total touchdowns with eight, five rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. Uh, Robinson, over 12 games last regular season, nine receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Robinson, over 10 games this regular season, 20 receptions for 256 yards and three touchdowns on 24 targets. And get this, Robinson, for this regular season, is number one out of 50 NFL running backs each with at least 15 targets in receiving DVOA. Brian Robinson, on a per-target basis, has been the best pass-catching running back in the NFL so far this regular season. Not bad. Uh, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on if Brian Robinson's pass-catching ability was something that other NFL teams slept on in the lead-up to the 2022 NFL draft in which the commanders took Robinson in the third round. It, it was. It was one of the things that um, in talking with, uh, with Randy, um, you know, when we were scouting the running backs, and that was one of the things that he said. He said, this, this, this kid can catch the ball that a lot of people don't realize, Coach. He, he showed some pretty good hands in his workout. So um, we were fairly confident in that. 
All right, so Brian Robinson has taken a big step forward in pass catching production, and so has Antonio Gibson. Gibson, for this regular season, is number six out of 50 NFL running backs, each with at least 15 targets in receiving DVOA. Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the importance of getting both rushing and receiving production from both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. It's very important because, you know, one of the things that we wanted to make sure, you know, that in, in talking with EB back, you know, back in, 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 in February, it was about distributing the ball and, and getting the ball to the players in space, giving them an opportunity to be explosive and dynamic. And that was one of the things, again, that, you know, I told you guys earlier, you know, last, well, probably last, what, February, that I was really thoughtful about and seeing, you know, and listening and looking for ways to get the ball to these guys as quickly as possible. Yeah. Now, we this season have had a very disappointing decline in production from receiver Jahan Dodson, who in the loss at the Seahawks had no receptions on two targets and playing on 95% of the commander's offensive snaps. But we this season are seeing major leaps in pass catching production from Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. We call that the Eric the Enemy effect. Uh, and we also have the Manscaped effect. Uh, now, that is a different effect, okay? But that is an effect nonetheless. Uh, the Manscaped effect is Manscaped taking your personal grooming to the highest level. The Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is a revolutionary personal trimmer that will give you the ultimate below the waist grooming experience. And you can have the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra via a great deal. Manscaped is hooking up listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Galdi, and get 20% off plus free shipping. The Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is the best below-the-waist electric shaver ever. Uh, The Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra features skin-safe blade heads so that you avoid nicks and cuts. The Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra features an LED spotlight so that you don't miss a spot, even in, shall we say, (laughs) low-tight situations. Uh, And the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is waterproof so you can groom wet or dry. Also, you can get the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra as part of Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, which also includes the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, Manscaped's Liquid Formulations, and two free gifts, Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. Manscaped products are great. They also make for great gifts, but take advantage of what Manscaped is offering to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, for 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com, promo code Goldie, for 20% off, plus free shipping. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, the Wizards are rebuilding. The Dallas Mavericks are really good. And so what happened at Capital One Arena on Wednesday night was uh, not surprising. Uh, The Wizards got ripped by the Mavericks 130-117 in a game that wasn't even that close. So the Wizards trailed by double-digit points for all of the second, third, and fourth quarters. The score could have been worse as the Mavericks went just 17 of 29 on free throws. So the Wizards in this regular season now are 2-9. and nine. The Mavericks now are 9-3, second-best record in the Western Conference. Uh, more bad defense by the Wizards. They allow the Mavericks to score 130 points. The Wizards allow the Mavericks to go 17-42 of 42 on threes and 31-50 of 50 on twos and finish with 32 assists versus just 10 turnovers. Uh, The great Luka Doncic, he had a good game, but it really was Tim Hardaway Jr. who killed the Wizards. The Wizards got worked by Hardaway. He, in just 26 minutes, 48 seconds off the bench, scored 31 points. He went 7 of 11 on threes, did go just 4-9 on twos, and just 2 of 5 on free throws, but he also had 4 rebounds and 3 assists versus 1 turnover, and he registered a game-best plus-minus rating of plus 17. Continuing to struggle for the Wizards was Jordan Poole. He has not been good for the Wizards so far this season. Uh, Poole on Wednesday night, 32 minutes, 4 seconds as a starter. He went just 2 of 7 on threes and just 4 of 10 on twos. He committed 5 turnovers. Jordan Poole for this regular season is shooting 30.1% on threes. He is 22 of 73 on threes. He is not good on defense. So the whole point with Poole is to be good on offense, and yet he's shooting a mere 30.1% on threes. Uh, A bright spot for the Wizards was Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, Another good game for him. He, in 27 minutes, 58 seconds off the bench, went two at two on threes, two at three on twos, finished with 10 points, eight rebounds, and two assists versus no turnovers. Koulibaly for this regular season, 16 of 34 on threes. He's doing a nice job. Uh, Next up for the Wizards, home to the New York Knicks, Friday night at 7. We move now to college basketball. The hope with Georgetown, and this is first season with Ed Cooley as head coach, is that the Hoyas can be at least respectable. Uh, well, they on Wednesday night had a rather non-respectable uh, offensive showing. The Hoyas fell to 1-2 and two on the season with a 71-60 loss at Rutgers in the 2023 Gavitt tip-off games. The Hoyas in this game never held a lead. They, late in the first half, trailed by just one point at 33-32, but the Hoyas then allowed Rutgers to go on a 21-4 run for an 18-point second-half lead at 54-36. But the Hoyas' offense in this game was rough, man. Uh, the Hoyas went just 7-25 on threes and just 11-26 on twos. But what stood out more than anything was this. The Hoyas finished the game with an astounding four assists versus 21 turnovers. Yeah, four assists versus 21 turnovers. The Hoyas had all kinds of trouble with Rutgers press and wound up with one of the worst assist to turnover ratios that you'll ever see a team have. Four assists versus 21 turnovers. Uh, Next up for Georgetown, two games this weekend in what is known as the Georgetown MTE. What does MTE stand for? Multi-team event. 
The name of this event is the <laughs> Georgetown Multi-Team Event. Quite the uncreative, non-sponsored name for an event. The Georgetown Multi-Team Event. Uh, anyway, the Georgetown Multi-Team Event is happening at Capital One Arena. Hoyas versus Mount St. Mary's this Saturday at noon. And Hoyas versus American this Sunday afternoon at 4.30. Uh, meantime, Virginia Tech, it improved to 2-1 with a 60-44 win over Campbell at Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia on Wednesday night. The Hokies' defense was great. They held Campbell to just 5 of 19 on threes and just 9 of 32 on twos and generated 16 Campbell turnovers. Uh, the star of the game for Tech was 6'10", Lynn Kidd. He, in just 25 minutes as a starter, had 24 points and 15 rebounds, including five offensive boards. He went 9-12 from the field, all twos and 6-7 on free throws. Now, the Hokies in this game did not shoot well. Uh, they went just 4 of 19 on threes and just 18 of 39 on twos, but still a 16-point win. Uh, next up for Virginia Tech, home to Wofford this Sunday evening at 5. Well, the Game Time app on Wednesday was offering deals on tickets for Georgetown this weekend at less than $20, some less than $10. Uh, when it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the Game Time app. Game Time offers great deals on last minute tickets and has a best price guarantee, so you don't have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. You see, the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about game time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team venue or artist. Uh, also, game time is the app for last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Find out why. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code ALGALDI. Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 702. We'll provide you with more on the Commanders as we will get you ready for the Commanders game against the New York Giants at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 1, including rhyming keys. <laughs> My keys to a Commander's victory in rhyming fashion and commentary on what is said by assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio in pre-practice press conferences on Thursday. Also, I on Friday's show, we'll talk college football Goldilocks. My college football previews and picks against the spreads. Uh, the games that I'll be getting into on Friday's show. Maryland home to number three Michigan Saturday at noon. James Madison home to Appalachian State Saturday afternoon at two. Liberty home to UMass Saturday afternoon at one. Virginia Tech home to NC State Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Virginia home to Duke Saturday afternoon at three. And Navy home to East Carolina Saturday at noon. Have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you on Friday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.